from Dallas, Texas. This is the Paul Now Podcast. I am your host, Paul, and this is episode 43. I am in the midst of a tornado warning, so if you are listening to this, just know that I have survived. And whatever uh, the fucking wildness is that is outside right now and the sirens going off uh, nonstop, uh, know that I have made it through because here we are. I have been able to upload. So, how are you? Since uh, last week was a very uh, depressing episode because there is um, so much fucking uh, turmoil going on in this little world of ours that uh, earlier this week I had decided that this week I would make it um, a little more upbeat. But then we almost get into World War Three, So... Um, you know, like last weekend, I talked about it, and since then, obviously, as you all know, or I hope you know, it has escalated, and um, there were two uh, Iraqi bases that were hit that house American soldiers. Uh, as we know of right now, none of them are dead, but... In my experience, you can't trust anything that comes out of this administration, so we don't know uh, what what really is going on over there with this entire situation. A passenger plane was uh, shot down uh, due to this uh, conflict, and those were all just everyday citizens like you and I, and that could have happened anywhere, and anybody could have been on that plane. Uh, It happened to be going to Canada, so there were many Canadians on that. So uh, to my Canadian listeners, I uh, am truly sorry that, um, you know, this has happened. And although you have absolutely nothing to do with this conflict that's um, arised, you have now been dragged into it thanks to um, the American president. So yes, I am going to bring all of this right back to President Incompetent Trump because if he hadn't have murdered uh, an Iranian top official, then there would be just the age-old conflict that America and Iran has been in for the last umpteen years, and no other country would have to be involved the way that Canada now depressingly has to be involved. I know, I know, I know, we're doing a happy podcast, but I just want to tell you one more thing, though. Um, So um, a statistic that came out earlier this week about the devastation that is occurring in Australia. Uh, There have been over a billion uh, animal deaths now. So that is over one billion animals have been killed due to this uh, countrywide fire that just does not seem to uh, be dying down. So that is, of course, what everybody keeps um, 
pondering or pandering on is the koalas, the kangaroos. But besides that, though, there are birds and reptiles, frogs, you know, rabbits, like all types of animals that have absolutely no idea what's going on with this whole situation. Uh, you know, they try to run, but when they, are, when they are encircled in these flames, where do they go? They, you know, they don't get to call 911, or they don't, they don't have the know-how to understand what's going on. You know, they don't get to turn on the news or get an alert on their phone saying, you know, this area needs to evacuate ASAP. It's people's dogs, it's people's cats, it's people's other pets. Whatever they keep down there, I don't know. The animals are fucking wild down there. And if um, you don't know, just Google Australian bats or Australian spiders or Australian snakes. I mean, every single thing that crawls or walks down there will kill you. <clears throat> so... Um, you know, it's just it's just a devastating situation. And the upside to this is, though, that there are um, a huge amount of volunteer firemen coming from all over the world to go down there and help fight these fires. I saw um, a, a large amount of um, American firefighters who all had beards and all looked super fucking sexy in their, um, you know, whatever kind of outfit you want to call that, like their pre-put on their fire gear outfits, whatever it was, but their beards were on point. So I just want to say a little more about Australia here. Um, the temperature has been raising. It's, it, it keeps going up. And, you know, they're saying in the next century, like the whole planet will be three degrees warmer than... Uh, it was pre-industrial age. And that's really bad because if you look right now, like the temperature has been um, raised one degree and look at what is happening around the globe. Like we have um, massive, massive storms. We have droughts. Like the entire weather system is changing right before our very eyes. And the people who can, right now, this very day, make a difference, will not make a difference. So, like I said last week, we need to get these people out of power and put people in who understand the gravity of what we are witnessing, what we are experiencing. Because what's happening in Australia right now, their temperature has already been raised three degrees. And look at what is happening. So now, if they're saying that the global temperature will go up three degrees, but in Australia, the temperature has already went up three degrees, what is the temperature going to be in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years in Australia? Is it even going to be livable? What are those people going to do? What is that entire nation of people going to do with themselves? Where will they go? What will they do? All right, there we go. I tried to be really quick about getting all the negativity out, and now I'm going to throw a little bit of positivity at you, something that really, really brightened up my week. 
So I have this friend who lives in Pennsylvania, and for some reason, I'm not really sure why, but she thinks I like um, Dolly Parton. So there was this show on, I don't know, like one of the networks around like Christmas time or maybe even Thanksgiving, and she asked me if I had watched it. Well, I had never even heard of it. I had no idea what it was. I thought she was referring to the Netflix special that she has, Dolly Parton Heartstrings or whatever it's called, which I have not watched either. But um, so I, I, you know, didn't really inquire as to why she would think I liked Dolly Parton, but I did find out that she loves Dolly Parton. And that's cute and all, you know. And I understand um, why she would love Dolly, you know. But I never really understood why people get, like, obsessed with Dolly Parton and, like, why they're so in love with the whole appeal. Or, like, how even something like Dollywood could survive, you know, in, in the Smoky Mountains. But it turns out they get, like, 4 million visitors a year and they employ something like 5,000 people. I mean, that's probably, like the entire city of Dollywood, you know? I don't know, I've never been. But where I'm going with all of this, because I am getting somewhere with this, is I was scrolling through um, iTunes podcast, and I was looking for something new, and this um, Dolly Parton's America came up. And I had seen it like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, eh, whatever. But because Dolly Parton kept, being brought up in my presence, I thought, you know, maybe like it's a sign that I should um, listen to it. So I downloaded it and I started listening to it a couple days ago. Let me tell you guys something. If you don't love her right now, Listen to this podcast because you will. Even if you don't like her music, because I never really did like her music, especially her early shit, is like the saddest, most suicidal stuff ever, you know? Which I now know why, thanks to this podcast. I knew some history about her. Like, I knew she grew up poor. I knew she had a a large family. I know that they kind of lived off of the land because they were uh, in the middle of like nowhere in on like top of the Smoky Mountains. So I knew that. I knew it was like a cabin. It was like one room, and there were a lot of siblings that she has, and uh, that she um, grew up poor, and. Uh, kind of knew like how she got her start like she went on to this man's show I can't really remember his name and from then she kind of blew up and now you know here we are like 50 60 years later you know she's she's you know one of like the most um, iconic women not only in America, but I think like around the world I think everybody kind of knows like who Dolly Parton is you know for, you know, whatever reason they think that, um, you know, who she is or, like, you know, their idea of who she is. And I think where I'm going with this, okay, is after listening to this podcast, like, they had played a lot of um, her music in it 
like through it, like kind of like breaking down like what the songs were and, um, you know, how they related to um, Dolly at the time and everything. And like, I have such a deep appreciation for like who she is now and like Dollywood and like all of that jazz that comes along with her. And like, she is, like, I don't know, how, like, I, I don't want to, like, overstate this, but she is an angel sent from God, like, for real. And the fact that she is 73 years old and she is still out there doing the very best that she can do. And one of her mottos is, you know, forgive. Like, always, always forgive because it's all we can do. We can forgive. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm someone that, like, walks around holding a grudge against people, but, like, sometimes I think I just bury it so deep that it will take somebody to say something, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Like, I was fucked, or I was wronged in that situation. And so, like, through... Like, just listening to the conversations that she had with the interviewer, um, it kind of just opened my eyes up a bit. But more than that, because I took away so much more than, than you know, just this very, like, inward um, experience. Like, I kind of got to see, like, life through her. And, like, she really is such a genuine, sweet, you know, open, loving person. And, you know, then I look around at the world and I'm like, but, like, how does somebody like that even, you know, survive in, 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 this, in this, like, doggy dog world that we live in right now where everybody is just, like, so in it for themselves? And, I mean, I don't have the answer for that. <clears throat> but I think deep down she does, and I think the only way to find that out is to really dig deep into, like, who this woman is, which is what I plan on doing. And not that I'm going to, like, start a Dolly Parton podcast or anything, although I did think about it. I did not. I'm just kidding. I found out that Jolene is, like, the number one selling single of all time, in three different decades. So, I mean, that right there is pretty fucking massive. She is um, one of the most prolific songwriters of all time, men and women. And she got her start from writing songs in Nashville. She went, you know, from Tennessee to Nashville. She was living at a hotel. She was eating, um, you know, other people's leftover foods. Like, she um, struggled for a long time. And she wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. And she would try to sell them, you know, to folks. And, and people would buy them. And she got her name as a songwriter. Um, nobody really wanted her to sing because they said she had, like, this Mickey or this Minnie Mouse-type voice. And then she went on that show. And um, when she was on the show, even even they started to boycott her. But the the guy who, like the main host, like the guy who produced the show, was like, look, 
you know, Dolly's here to stay, so y'all better get used to it. And they started doing duets, and once they started doing duets, and the way that their voice, their voices kind of um, just meshed so well, the audience started to fall in love, and then, um, you know, her fan base started to grow and grow and grow. And because of those people, way back then, we have her today. So not only do you have to thank Dolly for being such a wonderful, open, brilliant person, but you have to thank those people that finally led her into their living rooms and led her onto their radios or TVs. Oh, it was TV. It was actually color television. It was one of the uh, first shows that they were um, pushing color onto. So, I mean, that says something. But apparently this man was super, super popular and super, super famous. I, I don't even know what his name is, but those two kind of had a falling out at one point. And then when he was on his deathbed, she went to him and, um, you know, she got to talk to him. Um, she was like the last person to actually see him and talk to him while he was still alive. So, I mean, if that's not like a 180, like, I mean, just from the start to the fucking end. But anyway, the podcast is called um, Dolly Parton's America. And uh, I know it's on iTunes. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Um, I would assume it is because uh, I would think it's probably a pretty big podcast, you know. But I, I, again, I don't know. So just like Google it or something. Find it. Listen to it. It's going to literally change your life. Maybe only for like the time that you're listening to it. Maybe you want to be a better person. Maybe you'll continue to want to be a better person because of this. I know I want to. I'm not saying I will. It's so much easier said than done. But, you know, all we can do is try each day. So besides living and loving Dolly Parton now, I um, have some other really, really good personal news. My very good friend, my very closest friend, who was serving overseas, uh, came back right before all of that tension kind of, um, well, actually, he was on a plane like in the midst of all of that um, uh, bullshit that was happening uh, last week, so um, he is back here in Texas, and uh, not that he was at one of those bases or anything, he was somewhere, you know, else, not that it was, you know, he, well, he was just somewhere else, I'll just say that, but anyway, he is back here in Texas, and um, he's coming into Dallas tomorrow for the weekend, and I am so excited to see him, so, um, you know, he was over there for over a year, and, uh, you know, I didn't realize, like, how, like, stressed out I was that he was over there until, like, he was back, and, like, I heard from him that, you know, he was back on American soil, and that's what he said, and he said, I'm so happy to be back on um, U.S. soil, and, like, you know, when he said it, I was just like, yeah, you know, that is great. Like, I'm so happy that you're back, especially because of all that shit that was going on. He was like traveling right in the midst of that. And like, that's so nerve wracking, you know. But, you know, later that day, I was like, you know, like, I just had like this, this sense of like, 
calmness over me. And I was like, God, like, I haven't felt like this calm in like forever. And like, I don't know, is it, is it like, I haven't really changed any other of my patterns, you know? So, you know, it, it's because he's back. And like, I'm not worried about like, you know, something happening over there, you know? And, uh, I, I didn't think that I really was worried that he was over there, but you know, like, just that, that sense of relief that I have now knowing that, like, you know, he, he's, like, in the middle of Texas, like, where, you know, his chances of, like, getting blown up are, like, a lot smaller. Like, you know, we all could get murdered, literally, with a gun any second. But, I don't know, I'm just glad he's home. So, I guess I'll just close out with a question to y'all. How are we doing with our resolutions that we made for the new year? Are we sticking to them? I, um, I caught myself looking at a pair of sneakers earlier this, um, and I think it was yesterday, and uh, I was like, ooh, and they were on sale, you know, because it's January and, like, everything is kind of on sale right now. And uh, I was like, uh, X the fuck out, boy, because you're not buying anything. And I did. I X'd out. And I actually feel pretty good about it right now, but I also haven't been out and about and I haven't been shopping and I don't need anything or really you don't have the urge to buy anything. So, But I'll tell you this. I am, I am holding strong, so... Um, hope you guys are too. Uh, until next week, I will talk to you then. Bye.